welcome to the College Football Bros, where you have questions and we have answers. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who smothers his french fries with ketchup. Yeah, that would definitely be me, Ryan Newman. And by the other brother who raw dogs his french fries. <laughs> Absolutely, that's Trey Newman. All right, this is a mailbag episode, which we are now calling Ask the Bros, very creatively. And we're going to split this mailbag into two episodes. we got a ton of questions. The first one here, we're just going to do all college football-related questions. And then the second one, probably in a couple days, it's just going to be nonsense, a bunch of off-topic questions. So if you're not interested in that, that's all right. You got football today. So uh, let's get right in the mailbag. Before you get on there, did you get a a new shirt? No, it's old new. I'm wearing a a very bright Cardinal uh, USC shirt. thought maybe since you went to the game this past weekend, you might have got some new apparel. I, I did get some new apparel for Sarah. I got We got her some USC gear, oh, there so you that go. was good. All right. Sorry to throw you off task there, Mike, this. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, I forgot what we were doing. We're, we're doing, this is a nonsense episode, right? Yeah, uh, always. Nice try. All right, let's start with uh, the questions from our Patreon supporters. And if you would like to support us on Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. You can do so at patreon.com slash Bros. And for $5 a month, you get bonus episodes and access to our Discord chat. Uh, but Ryan, what's the, what's the first, first question? All right. Our first question is from uh, our elder Todd. It's from Rector's Todd here. Uh, with Kirk Ferentz now being the longest tenured coach at one school, he was hired in 1999, uh, followed by Gary Patterson in 2000, and then Gundy and Solich uh, and Whittingham all in 2005. Do you think the age of long-tenured coaches is going away? Uh, in addition, are there any current coaches who you see hitting the 15-year-plus mark? Well, I'll attack that first question first about the 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 trend of, of long-tenured coaches going away. I mean, it definitely has been over the last decade or so. You know, university presidents, ADs, and fans, they have very short leashes. And honestly, some coaches don't even get a fair shot to truly build their program. I mean, but, and then on the other, the other side of it, fans also have very short memories. So if you do have some success, it's, it's what, what have you done for me lately? I mean, you you look at a guy like put an example on it, like Gus Malzahn every year at Auburn, he's, you know, apparently on the hot seat and he generally keeps delivering. I mean, he's, you know, he was the architect of their national title with, I know he wasn't the head coach, but he was the offensive coordinator with Cam Newton. He made another run to the, the the championship when they lost Florida State. Like, he's done so much, yet every year he's on the hot well, seat. There's a lot twice. of cases of that where coaches somewhat recently have had huge success, whether it's Mac Brown at Texas, uh, who else has had a really good run. Uh, Gene Chizik, you know, it's just like... Uh, Gene Chizik, I don't know if that's Gene, the best Gene example. Gene Chizik, yeah. Hey, he won a national title, guys. Yeah, but, I know, I know. Cam Newton won a national title. Yeah. yeah with Malzahn. <laughs> but the point is, it's like, hey... You know, some of these guys deserve more time. But yeah, I agree with Trey, though. Uh, and the, another thing is that there's so much money in the sport that I, it seems like the difference between the haves and have-nots is getting bigger. So so some schools are willing to pay so much more money to lure away a coach like Mel Tucker just happened, of course. Michigan State is willing to pony up way more money than Colorado. So he moved 
Um, kind of a similar thing. There was other factors at play, but Jimbo going to A&M, they just gave him a an absurd amount of money. So that might play a factor. Yeah. yeah. And then as far as the uh, the second question, any other coaches that you see uh, hitting that 15-year mark? So right now I looked, there's nine coaches that have between 10 and 14 seasons under their belt, which was actually a little bit more than I would have probably guessed. Uh, the two obvious ones in that category are Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney. Uh, but I'll lean on you guys if you guys had any others. Well, I mean, yeah, Saban's about to start his 14th. Troy Calhoun at Air Force, he's about to start his 14th. Uh, then you got Kenny Amatololo, he's starting his 13th. So yeah. Brian Kelly is 11th. But as far as like people that are starting low, you know, people that are really projecting out, you, you just obviously look for the most successful program. So, I mean, Ryan Day has would have a chance. I mean, obviously had an amazing year one. I don't, who knows if he could keep it going. But at Ohio State, it's not hard to <laughs> keep it going. Lincoln right. Riley, Kirby Smart. Riley, I feel like might try the NFL route for some reason. Yeah, I didn't have him on my list. Yeah, I just threw him in there because it's OU and he's, you know, got the ball rolling. But Kirby Smart maybe is more of a, an appropriate one there. I had Coach O because he's never leaving there voluntarily, at least. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. And then uh, Jim Harbaugh, it's his alma mater. Scott Frost. Uh, Scott Frost, if he can <laughs> yeah. turn it around. All you got to do is win, like have a winning record in, for Scott Frost, and I feel like Nebraska would keep him. Eh, We'll see. At the at the rate um, we're going. Yeah, true. Manny Diaz again way early and he did is not off to a good start, but he's a Miami guy, so he might he might stay put. Yeah. Clay Helton, of course. Oh, Clay Helton's gonna be here forever, so <laughs> that's yeah. obvious. <laughs> All right, what's next? All right, the next one is from Kenny, aka Demon Deacon sixteen forty eight. His question is if you were Mark Emmert for a week. What would you set out to change or accomplish about the future of college football? Okay, I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit here. The players need to be paid. And so the easiest first step for that is just to allow them to to profit off their name and likeness. They're already kind of taking steps to maybe do that. So I would uh, go ahead and allow that. And then as far as getting a, a cut of of all the rest of the revenue, I think everyone always brings up the Title IX issues and all the legality issues. So it seems like we need legislation, maybe, and I would just I'd go to Congress. I guess I would just lobby my my tail off, yeah, because I know how to do that. That's a tough, tough issue there, uh, as far as the Title Nine and do football players get paid? But then you know, Ryan, what, what are we going to pay the rowers now, yeah. Ryan? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that I I, I don't necessarily think they're ever going to really do that. Uh, but the the like you said, the first thing you said letting them get money off their likeness and name and likeness. That's just an obvious one. I mean, what, what, what why not? They're adults. Let them do whatever they want. It's, it's, that's, that's just a silly, easy answer. Um, but the other things that they could do, maybe they could, I could do is maybe control the length of the games here. Uh, I mean, we all love college football, but man, we have some games that you get to those really close games. The ones that are, you know, and, and the teams that are like, have a ton of, passing offenses like you have up to almost four hour games here at sometimes it's like holy cow like you know let's get this over with here we're we're going a little too far the nfl does it well i feel i feel like the college could maybe adopt some of the rules the nfl does not the run stopping the clock after first downs etc just things like that where it's like okay let's try to get it down to three here um and then yeah especially for the casual fan that could help yeah 
And then the 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 transfer market thing, it, it just seems like if you're oh. not going to pay them, you know, they're not paying these players, they should at least be able to decide where they want to go to school. It's it's not up to us to tell a kid where he can and can't go to school. If he wants to go to transfer from Alabama to Florida, Nebraska, then, you Nebraska, will, yeah, Nebraska, then he has. <laughs> we should let him. <laughs> we should let him. Gosh darn it. So those would be the, my kind of two critiques after after, of course, the paying. But that's to me, that's I just don't see that. I agree with you guys there. I think one other thing that I would maybe entertain uh, would would be to make sure that all conferences play the same amount of conference games, uh, mm, whether it's yeah. eight, nine, whatever. I know no no two conferences are the same, and but it at least would you know create an an a little bit more even playing field when some conferences are playing more than than others. Uh, can I also add on? Can I fire Clay Helton? Can Mark Hammer <laughs> do that? Is that somehow do that somehow getting him fired? Yeah, right. Uh, next question we have is from one of our favorite patrons, Braden, and he asks, <laughs> "What are oh we got a live fake laugh from Ryan? Well, that was." Detected the sarcasm there, Mike. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Uh, here's the question. What are realistic expectations for Michigan State this year? It is, uh, it is not very promising, uh, the early look here. New coaching staff, ton of talent to replace, especially obviously on defense. Offense just does not have very much to work with. Uh, was it Lombardi going to be the guy? Uh, it's just looking pretty bleak mm, there. I don't know. It's wide open. Yeah, and their schedule is actually pretty tough, even including the non-conference. Of course, they play in the East, so they got the, the big boys of Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State. But did I say Ohio State twice? Yeah, that, that's you tough. did. You wow, did. I tough hope, schedule wow. for Michigan State. <laughs> that's, that's rough. <laughs> Penn State is the other there. Okay. Uh, but the non-conference, you got at BYU, which, you know, Michael loves his Zach Wilson. It's going to be a yeah. toughie. Uh, and then Miami and Toledo. So those are, that's, I, if they win two of those, that's, I, I don't know. I don't know if they can do that. That's a success. Yeah. That's tough. A big so success. It's, uh, it's looking tough. I don't, if they make a bowl game that I would think Sparty fans should be jumping for joy, but I, I don't think that's realistic. I think five wins is the, the realistic target. Well, I, I don't know if I was that bearish. If I, I was kind of looking at their schedule and I tried to set my own over under and I was, I was kind of at six, six and a half, honestly. Um, but the, the other thing you didn't mention about your ske- the schedule, Ryan, that adds to your point is that their crossover games with the West is they drew Iowa and Minnesota are two of the, the three. Of the, and those aren't, those aren't easy. Um, but we'll see. I, I was kind of leaning to six, six and a half. Okay. I'm, I'm Ryan, you pretty much. That was the perfect answer. That is exactly what I would have said, which means it's wow. perfect. Wow. Okay. Feeling pretty good now. Case closed, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Case I closed. was a little more optimistic, Sparty fans. Not much, but a little bit. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the next one here from uh, David Lloyd, good old Ugga fan. And of course, he asks a Georgia question. Will Jamie Newman be the best quarterback in the SEC? And then we have another one at J, what is that, underscore uh, Brayland on Instagram. Uh, he says, do you think Jamie Newman has a real chance to compete for the Heisman? Lots of hype. So got a couple Jamie Newman questions wrapped up into one here for you. So there, there, it really is already a lot of hype. And I usually run from that. Uh, I love our bro, but there are, there are kind of two things in my eyes mm-hmm. working against him. One, when he was at wake, he lit it up against inferior foes, but he was fairly mediocre against some of the stiffer competition 
Now, I obviously Georgia has more talent to surround him, but then that kind of leads to my my second thing is that Georgia they we know that they haven't really produced a dominant offense in the last couple of years, and now the whole team, not just Newman, is going to have to deal with you know a new offensive system. So that might be a challenge there. Yeah, I agree with that. And then you got some some new blood up on up front on the offensive line. I I just don't see it. I don't I don't. It's for the first question is will he be the best quarterback in the SEC? No, I don't see that happening. You got Kellen Mond, who's still there. He's going to be a good player. He's proven it for two years now. He's good. Probably going to be even better this year. Kyle Trask had a really good year this past year for Florida. And then I know Mac Jones is kind of a, maybe a product of so much talent around him, but he still was very efficient when he was playing. And there's going to be some studs. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, he was a four star studs around him still. So I would probably slide in behind those guys. Um, You know, Newman was good at wake, but. Let's not wow. act like he was some all-American amazing player there. He was battling with Sam Hartman for the the starting job, and he won it, but it wasn't like he was head and shoulders better. So they're not getting just some elite, elite Jalen Hurts guy who's got all the credentials in the world. Um, so I, I think we got to pump the brakes a little bit here on Newman. Okay. I mean, another guy you didn't mention in the SEC, KJ Costello, he's up there. No, I thought about him, but I just don't see the – I don't think he's going to be all that great. Okay. Um, I So I guess I disagree with you guys. I would have Jamie Newman number one. Uh, really? Based on, well, I mean, number there's one? not. It's not. A, the, I will say there's not a clear I mean, I number guess, one. You know, right, it's I, not like Kellen like, Mond is amazing or yeah, Kyle Trask. Trask you know? All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But here's but, the thing. I don't think he's going to have the best season in the SEC. And I would definitely take the field, you know, as far as uh, right. someone else is going to end up being better than him. But right now based on what i've seen i mean last year he was really good and his play kind of dipped towards the end of the season i think he was a little bit banged up and definitely yeah. his receivers were yeah so that affected his play and still his stats are good um and but yeah but as far as heisman i i would not definitely would not bet on him to win the heisman i would bet on whoever alabama's quarterback is uh, as far know, as the sec over, goes yeah over newman just because of the surrounding talent and and all that but you know georgia should be in the sec race which therefore generally will put their quarterback in the in contention but yeah. you know from really wasn't yeah this but year. jake no, from no, I, I mean they didn't they struggled last year but i'm just saying in general if you're if you're in the hunt so yeah we'll, it might be because yeah. of him I, i'm especially for him. If the i new, love him if the new coordinator opens up the offense a little bit that'll yeah that'll play a big yeah. factor uh okay let's move on to uh questions from twitter all right. So our first one from Twitter is from at Patrick McKinst two. He says, who are your favorite quote? Oh yeah. That guy players from college football history who never really made an impact in the NFL. Okay. So I, this is a great question and I have actually turned this one into a trivia zone. Ooh. All right. Um, I'm going to ask you a trivia question here. Trivia. Doesn't matter what it is, you have answers. Zone. When you ask me those kind of questions, it really pisses me off. Trivia Zone. Okay, so I'm going to name the player, and you guys have to tell me the school and his position. And my goal here was to find guys that you've definitely heard of, but maybe would take you a little bit to, to remember who they are. And they're mostly from the 2000 to 2010 range. Uh, so, okay, first one. There's actually two guys, Chris Perry and Mike Hart. Michigan. Michigan running backs. Exactly. Okay. 
Matt Grudegood. USC linebacker. Very good, Ryan. Uh, Stefan LaFors. Oh, Central Michigan quarterback? No, you're thinking of Dan LaFever. Dan LaFever. Oh. That's a good that guy, Dan LaFever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, wait, Stefan LaFors? Oh, Louisville. Yeah, very good. Okay. <laughs> and what position? Uh, quarterback, yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, he was really good, by the way. He was, in 2004, he finished number one in the country in pass efficiency rating. Was, was he a lefty? I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know. All right. Just whatever. Anyways, moving on. Uh, number two, by the way, in, in that year was, well, that's interesting you say this. Number two was Alex Smith in 2004. He's a lefty for sure, right? Alex Smith? No, he's a righty. Oh, my gosh. What? I thought he was a lefty Alex. for some reason. I was so sure. <laughs> Alex Smith is a righty. No. What about Jason Campbell? Is he a lefty? He was a righty. So. Well, crap. Okay. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some. Isn't that weird, though, that there are, who, who's, there's just not many lefty QBs. Oh, well, like, now we got Tua. We got Tua, but yeah, yeah there are Tua. But as far as like NFL greats. Yeah, there was, um, I saw something about that. It's been like something like 15 years since a lefty has thrown a, cor- a pat- touchdown in the NFL. Isn't that we crazy? Like, I mean, what are we? I'm left-handed. Michael's left-handed. What are we like? Yeah. What are we? Fifteen percent of the population, or something like that? Uh, something like that. Oh, I, 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 I was mistaken. It was 2015, but still. Okay, yeah, I was gonna. That's that sounded like still, a lot, but still, that's crazy. That's still crazy with 32 teams. And there, there was this past year. There was not one quarterback in the two deep in the NFL that was left. Wow! Just, wow! Isn't that nuts? I don't know. We, I mean, we need Seems some weird. sort of like this is a problem. This is like some sort of handest issue here. You know? <laughs> it is exactly. Man. <laughs> Oh, Tua. Tua's our guy, right? Come on, Tua. Be good. Okay, next one. Taylor Stubblefield. I stumbled on that name. Texas Tech? No, you're thinking of... um, It's a similar name. There's a similar name guy. Maybe Maybe it was Stubblefield. Maybe it's their basketball player right now. Hubblefield or Holyfield. I don't know. I don't know. Stubblefield? I believe in you guys. You know this one. Well, what position was he? I don't know. All right, I don't believe in you. He was he was very very productive. Not coming to me. Purdue, Purdue wide wow. receiver. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, that wow. Guy. That was tough. Okay. Next one, Martin Rucker. Oh, Missouri. Yes. What position? Uh, tight end. Very good. Rufus Alexander. Al- uh, Oklahoma. Defensive what end. Pos- or uh, linebacker. 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 It's, okay. So. All right. Yeah. Well. Close enough. Okay, two more. Justin Medlock. Was he on Tennessee? No. No. He wasn't Oregon. No. Well, I'm just going to throw out random schools. <laughs> <laughs> Texas? All right, you guys give up. He was a, he was a kicker for UCLA. Oh. oh. He was really good. I think he was an All-American. And then last one, Sam Swank. Oh, my goodness. All these names have got to be familiar. No, this one is definitely yeah, familiar. No, the name, the name's familiar. This one's t- was it S- Tennessee? <laughs> no, I'm gonna keep going Sam back to that one. What pos- can you give us the position that might help me? Kicker. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh. Dang it, K State. No, was it? Is he in the ACC? Was- yes. Was it Wake? It was Wake. There we go. Oh, nice. Good work. Nice. Oh, Sam, and then Wake. There you go. All right, that's all I got. 
Taylor Stubblefield is going to bother me though. Purdue, that is, I knew that one. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. All right, all right. Where are we at here? You guys got any names or we good? Yeah, there was one. Oh that, yeah. Right. Well, go ahead, Ryan. Oh no. Okay. Um. Well, this one's going to be a hard one to get, but I won't. I'll just say it. Tim Biakapatuka. Oh yeah, Penn State. Uh, Michigan. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> running back. Yeah, of course. Well, he was drafted you... eighth overall, and just a total flop in the NFL. And he had 313 yards though against Ohio State. Wow. Yakupatuka. Yeah. Okay, that's Remember, a good one. I mean, that's a famous name. Now that oh, that's a very famous. Oh yeah, name. for sure. He, but it, you don't. You know, it's hard to. It's it. It's the question. It's like, oh yeah, that guy. Exactly. You know who else was electric in kind of our heyday was Peter Warwick at Florida State. That's he, even before my heyday. Yeah. Yeah. He just, and then he ended up just, to, he could do it all, punt return receiver, and but then he just flamed out in the NFL. Okay. Let's move on to the next question. It comes from at Mitch Light on Twitter. He says, is there someone who used to co-host a college football podcast that you really miss? Not really. Yeah. No. I don't know. You know, I, I, I do actually have one. Oh, Bino okay. Cook. Oh, Bino. Oh, Bino. He used to do oh. one with Ivan Mizell. He did. Uh, he had great stories. Like He was really fun to listen to. Okay. All right. Bino. Mitch, I hope that's the answer you're looking for. <laughs> I'm sure it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Next one. Next question, Ryan. Yeah. It's from at Andy Bowen. Uh, are we safe from conference realignment talk in 2020? Man, I hope so. Uh, I hope so yeah. too. The focus now is on on player rights. You know, we like we talked about with transfers, money. Uh, so I think that the realignment is on the back burner until those issues are sorted out. You know, although I guess it has been super quiet lately, so that probably means it'll flame back up here. Well, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, me too. I have no comment. All right. Next from Michael at East Breeze on Twitter. If you could have one player frozen in time from his final season in college play for his college program every season, who would it be? So he had some examples. Reggie Bush, always the starting running back for USC. Peyton Manning, always the Tennessee quarterback. Larry Fitzgerald is always the top receiver for Pitt and so on. So, Michael, what uh, what about you? This is a great question. I... um. I'm going to go with a, a team that should always be running the the run and shoot offense or something similar, and that's Hawaii. And the quarterback, who do you guys think I'm going with? Colt Brennan. Tim Chang. No. Timmy Chang. Yes. Timmy Chang. Homegrown player, just classic Hawaii. And, you know, he had some ups and downs for sure the first few years of his career. He threw a lot of, uh, threw a lot well, of picks. Well, he led the nation in picks, like. A lot, but that's okay. Yeah, he's the still the all-time leader in interceptions in college football history, I think, with 80. Worth it. Yeah, definitely worth it. And But he says we're getting him in his final year. And in his final year, I think it was 38 touchdowns, 13 picks. So he was great. Yeah, he was good. He's one of the all-time, uh, you know, I was going to say all-time greats. I mean, statistically, he held a lot of records when he retired. Yeah. I think he was the all-time leading passer that, when he that's retired. That's more of a... Uh, you know, and not as far as production pick and top oh, that's top. a sentimental for, sentimental pick. Yes, yeah, more sentimental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going more. You know, value here, production. Okay. Uh, well, of course, I'm going with the dominant Sue. <laughs> yeah, Nebraska defensive tackle, but it's a good pick, though. I feel like he was the most. 
<laughs> if, you, if you do he say so. He was the so. most dominant defensive player I've ever seen in college. Me too. Yeah, no. He, it, I've never seen one dominate a game like that. He's great. Did. If you could have him on the D-line. Your defense is going to be good if he's on the team. Yep. No, that's a, that's a good one. I thought, Ryan, you were going to go Tommy Frazier, but Ndamukin Sue is, nah, uh, you know. is good for... Yeah. So I'll say... Um, I'll say Vince Young at Texas. Just you know, yeah. not just the national championship, but there there was a, they played Ohio State earlier that year. There were multiple games where he just carried them. Uh, yeah. He he was fun to watch, and and he would be great to have as their quarterback. Yep, I consider Lamar Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. I feel like we didn't appreciate him his final yeah, year. Like he won the Heisman the year prior, and then. Basically put up the same stats, but nobody really talked about him. Carrying that team, man. He was Oh, he was. And look what oh, he's doing in the they, NFL now. It's just like he was he's maybe a better Vince Young. Like, holy cow. Yeah, yeah. Uh okay. Next one. At Bobby Van D twenty two. And he says, What game would you want to attend next year that does not involve your teams? So I kind of like the uh, the non-conference big games just because you see two teams that don't really face each other all that much, whereas, you know, LSU-Alabama LSU, face each other every year. So um, I'm going Ohio State at Oregon. Uh, that's in week two. So an awesome early season matchup versus two top 10 teams. Mila, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> not sure what he's barking at him. He doesn't like that pick. <laughs> Uh, he wants the dogs. Not <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Trey, why don't you go ahead and make your pick here? Because I deal with this dog. <laughs> what a clown show we're running yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to go with a a conference game that doesn't happen that often, and okay. that's Georgia at Alabama. They mm, play yeah. each other early in the year, and so you kind of know that this game will obviously be meaningful at that point in the season. I I think you know both teams will have something to play for. That's that would be a fun environment to go to. Yeah, that's a great pick. This is a tough one. Ryan took the yeah the game of the year there. Um, I am between Ohio State at Michigan State and Michigan State at Ohio State. You are I know so <laughs> full of it. You are so full of it. It's just a tough choice. Wait, Trey, who did you pick? I I, I was out also I I said Georgia at Alabama because yeah, they don't play each other early. that much. That's like in, week three, right? It's early. It's in, it's in September. Yeah. Okay, I am going with Auburn against North Carolina, September 12th in Atlanta, and it's because of the quarterback battle. What's wrong with that, right? Sam Howell? Oh, yeah. So for Auburn, you got Bo Nix. Statistically, he was was not very good last year, obviously. Really making a good case for your argument here, Mike. Okay, but I just want to see if he can make that sophomore leap. He's got Chad Morris at offensive coordinator. He's, you know, was a, what, four or five star recruit, so... People think very highly of him. Maybe he's going to take that next step, or maybe he won't. But I, that's the mystery, Ryan. I like mystery. And then on the other side, Sam Howell. I mean, he could be a potential Heisman candidate. No, yeah, he's so, good. I'm sorry, Ryan. You stole Ohio State, Oregon. I wanted to say that, but yeah, Ryan. Wow, plenty of other good games. But I also thought about Clemson at Notre Dame, but it's it's late in the season, and you just don't know how meaningful it might be, depending on. Either yeah, I just don't course. think North Carolina is going to be all that great. I think they could. What are you talking about? They could take that next step. We just were talking about how many close games they lost. They got a lot of yeah, production yeah, coming yeah. back. But they're still not like a threat. Okay, well, I still answered better than you because my dog didn't bark a bunch halfway through my answer. You don't have a dog. I, exactly. 
because I'm dedicated to the pod. <laughs> All right, what's that? What's, that was a real laugh right, right there. Yeah. What's the next question, Ryan? Uh, at Foxtrot Charlie Zero, what would an eight-team playoff look like? Power Five champions auto bid. What do you think, Trey? Well, I think this one this one gets talked about a lot. Of course, um, I'm usually an outlier when when we talk about this this scenario, and I would actually want the eight best teams, regardless of the conference or champ. But in terms of entertaining uh, and being acceptable for the masses, I think that's the most logical way is to go with the Power Five champs plus three at larges. What about the G five? If they're one of the three at larges, I'm not going to give them an auto berth, in my opinion. But fair, I'm with you on that. They, if they go undefeated, I feel like they probably almost would be a top eight. But yeah, I, I, I agree with that. All right. Well, hey, guess what we get to talk about, guys? Some more conference realignment. Oh, oh that's yes, never been asked. My before. favorite topic. Everyone's all right. So from at Central Knoll, if you could switch any three group of five teams with any three power five teams who would they be and they have to go to the conference of the team they switched with okay so i will i will take this question pac 12 oregon state i'm sorry i'm switching you with boise state and the reason is that the pac 12 they've been lagging behind the big 10 and sec of course by a lot and even the the big 12 so i think swapping boise and and oregon state would slowly narrow that gap at least a little bit and for Boise I think it's good too you know they want to compete at the highest level they've been great for a long time so this gives them that chance and it's not like it's Oregon State obviously money wise and all that it's bad but immediately they'd be I don't know if they'd be the favorite to win the Mountain West next year but they'd be up there so yeah no it'd be one of the better teams probably then we got the Big 12 I I'm not going to kick out Kansas I think they they fit in the Big 12 I'm kicking out West Virginia just geographically, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I don't know how great really being in the Big 12 has been for them other than the money, of course, but they're just they're hovering hovering around seven wins usually, not really competing for conference championships. So I'm going to switch them to the AAC where they can maybe kind of recapture those Big East glory Houston? days. Uh, not Houston. I'm calling up UCF just because they're, they're kind of the top we'll dog there. We'll talk about there. another odd geographical fit, but... Well, hey, whatever. One I mean, for the other, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Well, I just had to get UCF. You know, that's the team that yeah. they want to prove themselves against the Power 5 competition. So I had to find a way to get them into a Power 5 conference. And then the third one, I'm going ACC. I'm taking out Wake Forest. I'm sorry, Kenny. But, you know, they're good now, but they've historically been one of the worst. So I'm trading them to the Conference USA. Wait, wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. I don't think Florida you're going to guess. No, not Florida Atlantic. Western Kentucky. No. I'm trading them with Charlotte. Oh. And the the reason is I just want Will Healy in the Power Five. Yeah, he's great recruiter, great coach. It's inevitable. I'm just sort of cutting to the chase here. And Charlotte's a major city. Maybe he could he could make it work there. All right, bold. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um all right. Next one from at Moorefield Colin. Uh, if you guys had a magic wand, what, if any, changes would you make to the FBS conference alignment? So, I'll take this one, but I'm I'm a little old school. I like the tradition, so I wouldn't want to mix it up too much. Uh, you know, I liked your idea, Michael, of adding Boise to the Pac-12. I even talked about uh, including BYU 
yeah. in there. It might mix, um, might enhance that conference a little bit since they are slightly lagging uh, at the moment. But I might mix some of the SEC and ACC teams to make the ACC a little bit more competitive. But again, it's college football is so cyclical that like there's no reason Miami, Florida State, Virginia Tech, those teams can't improve and make the ACC more competitive. So I might not even really touch it too much. It's fun to think about, but I'm I like those traditions. Yeah, Miami and Florida State in particular, they gotta they'll get it going at some point again here. Um, all right. Oh wait, I'm next. You're next, and we are to Instagram. We're to the Instagram questions. Oh boy! And the first one, Ryan, inspired a top five list for you. Yeah. Okay. So we kind of wrapping up two here, uh, in the same question almost. Uh, one was from Andrew underscore Y twenty three. He asked, "Who are the early top?" four teams to make the playoff and then we had a uh, at uh t real sugar shane he asked what's the bros sp- uh spring camp way too early top five so kind of questions that go hand in hand so i'll kind of give you the just the preseason top five that i have number five was a tough one here i was between three teams i was between lsu florida and oklahoma I ended up going with LSU. They're the defending Ooh, national. Back, oh, yeah, no, I, it's no. tough. I know they lose a ton, lose coaches, they're, but they're no, the they're defending terrible. national champs. And they're still gonna have talent. <laughs> they're still gonna be good. They still have some great skill players. Jamar Chase is coming back. Uh, Terrence Marshall is also coming back. So they're they're not the cupboard is not empty there or the cupboard <laughs> yeah, is not empty. True there. <laughs> okay, I okay. would have them lower, but OU, fair enough. OU is uh, eh, you know they lose Jalen Hurts. Defense isn't good. I think LSU is probably going to be better. Florida, that's where I, maybe Florida I feel like might be better than LSU. But wait till I wait till I see it. Okay. Uh, number four, Georgia. There, uh, no real any explanation needed there. They're going to be good. So much talent and that top top two type classes is pretty much what are they juniors now? By the time that they had that top class, they're they're getting their talent should be maybe if not number one in the nation, it's two or three so they're yeah they're right there defense will uh, number be filthy. three yeah number three i have alabama they're going to be great of course mac jones proved that he's still a, that he's a good quarterback um obviously a ton of talent and then they probably won't have uh, as much of the injury bug you would think as particularly on defense this come this coming year so that, that certainly hurt him number two i have ohio state uh Justin Fields is obviously coming back, so they're going to be set there. And Ryan Day just kind of took that team to another level, so I think they'll keep it going. And, of course, number one, that leaves Clemson, Trevor Lawrence. They are obviously bringing a lot back on defense, especially up front, so they're going to be beastly. But I feel like it's pretty open, though, between those top uh, four teams. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. I feel like they're all pretty neck and neck at this point. Yeah, I was just going to say that top four to me, I at least right now, if I were making a top four, in some order, it would be those teams. I know some people... Yeah, it's pretty clear that they're the top four right now. Yeah, some people Me. might want to argue Florida over Georgia, but I I still would side with Georgia at this point. Yeah. So in the playoff, is those to- I put those top four teams. Okay. Clemson, Ohio State. You know, you got ACC, Big Ten, and then two ACCs. So I'm leaving out Big 12, Pac-12. Right. So I think that's reasonable. Okay. Any more comments? We good to go? Good to go. Okay. 
Uh, at Andrew J. Lentz, who will be the first non-Nike team in the college football playoff and when? I'm going to say Notre Dame will have done it. They've already, they, yeah. <laughs> they already did it. Yeah. I'm going to say they're going to do it again, though. <laughs> yeah, well, so let's see. So maybe let's go from now on. Can we do that? How about Yes. This? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I got it. Okay. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be Notre Dame again. Uh, I, you know, you got Ian Book. It could be this year with Ian Book coming back. I mean, he's going to be a senior. I'm not betting on it, but there's a chance. I mean, if they're going to, if you're forcing me to pick one of the teams, it seems like Notre Dame is a pretty clear cut choice because their schedule sometimes sets up really well. Uh, I think I, I was kind of looking at it in the future. 2021 sets up pretty well. Their road games aren't that challenging. They do have at Florida State, but other than that, they can. That it's not a super crazy difficult schedule so i'm gonna say notre dame i i was kind of looking at uh well I'll, I'll just say one and then i won't i won't steal michael's thunder but i will say auburn i had a clump of three but the one i'll take is texas a&m uh, uh okay they're with adidas and i know it's gonna be tough in the sec but they've been recruiting very well and you gotta think that uh that jimbo here will turn the corner yeah well you did steal my thunder because a&m was my choice i didn't struggle with the choice that much um because yeah the first thing you look at is recruiting and he's pulling in top five classes right so he's got a great staff this year they've got a puncher's chance as well with uh every, all of the production they have coming back i know there's still question marks as whether they can make you know that big of a leap in sec west but but yeah i like a&m uh, other options auburn and wisconsin yep. also yep. under armor um in addition to notre dame so those were the teams i considered Sounds good. Uh, all right. Let's move on to our next Instagram question from at Luke underscore 007 Anderson. Uh, he just wants any thoughts on the direction of NC State. Well, I'm assuming Luke is an NC State fan, so I am I'm sorry in advance for this answer, but I'm kind of bearish. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah not I'm, I'm not high on NC State moving forward. Uh, Doran had, you know, he'd been doing pretty well. Um you know, two straight nine and four seasons before this past year, but they were super talented and you could argue they kind of underachieved in at least one of those years. But uh, last year, the the wheels kind of fell off. I know they had some injuries, but still four and eight is not good. Now, Doran made some staff changes. I don't necessarily like those changes. He brought in Tim Beck to run the offense. I'm not a huge fan of him. And at quarterback, I'm not confident. Devin Leary has been named the starter last year as a freshman. He was bad um maybe he can make a leap in a sophomore year but i wouldn't i wouldn't count on it and uh and then you got north carolina in state recruiting super well arrow seems to be trending up there of course clemson nearby is uh not going anywhere so i don't know i i just think that they're headed in the wrong direction yeah when i was a couple years well what two years ago i guess when nc state had that that really good uh defensive line right led by bradley chubb i and they had they ryan finley at, at at quarterback it's like that was the year where i really thought they had a chance to be something special but they just what they that lose, team like, was games? that team should not have gone nine and four they should have been yeah better. that was just such a disappointing year that was dave doran's chance to you know i don't know have a huge year and they just they like you said they underachieved yeah his seat is uh ooh to use a pun for our question asker here lukewarm lukewarm yeah all right our next instagram Question is from Nomad Ecombo. Nomad Ecombo. Am I saying that? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. He's a longtime listener, but I don't know how to pronounce his handle. Nomad Ecombo. 
Uh, with Brady Hoke being back at San Diego State, how many wins for the Aztecs in 2020? I mean, I I like the Aztecs. Too. I think they're going to keep it going, mainly just because of the uh, the production that they return on the offensive and defensive lines. I kind of took a peek, blah 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 blah, <laughs> took a peek at the who they have losing and who they have coming back. They just had one senior starter on on both sides of the line, so that ground and pound focus is going to probably stay intact with Brady Hoke, of course. He got it going, and then. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna keep it going here. So they do have a little bit of a tougher schedule this year than they did last year, but I still think they're gonna have a definitely have a winning record. I see eight and four, possibly nine and three if they could squeak that out. They do lose their quarterback Agnew, but is that really a loss? He was kind of just a manager, yeah, of sorts. And Juwan Washington's gone, but they seem to replace running backs with ease there. So they're gonna be good. I, I they'll they're gonna compete for another Mountain West title there. All right, I hope so. Our hometown team here. Uh, Nick Trey's favorite, not so much. Oh yeah, the USD grad, not a fan. Uh, next question at Carter Glenn Pilster. He says, "Do you think Miles Brennan can get LSU to a ten and two or nine and three season?" So this is where Ryan and I disagree. When he was making his top five list, I LSU just loses way too much. <laughs> really good with our words here. We yeah. really are. We're on yeah. top of it. But uh, no, they lose so much. Bill Connolly has them 127th of 130 in returning production. I know they've recruited well, but I have a hard time seeing 10 and 2. 9 and 3, sure, that's within reach, but 10 is just, I do not see that happening at all. Yeah, I mean, 9 and 3 is doable. They, like I said, you got some, you got some production coming back. It's not like they lose. Everything I know, 127th is a lot, but Jamar Chase, Terrence Marshall are good, and Miles Brennan, I think he'll be all right. Um, yeah, when you look at their schedule, is kind of here when you break it down. It's like they're non-conference. They have three easy games plus Texas in Baton Rouge. I'm assuming LSU would be favored in that. So you're looking more at four. It could be four and zero. All you gotta do is win five, five, go five and three in the SEC. I think they can do it. I'm not saying they will. I would rather, I'd probably, if I had to pick, I'd probably say eight wins for them, but they, I think they can reach nine. But you'll have them in their top five? Well, you know, <laughs> nine and three, eight and four. Yeah, I'm going off of the recency bias. Your national champs, hard to leave them off your top five. I know, I know, I hear you. Yeah, well, and also you mentioned all the, the players they're leaving, they're losing, but also uh, Joe Brady and Dave Aranda, so it's, it's, yeah. it's rough. Yeah, I am, I'm low on LSU. But even though I am low, after looking at the schedule you brought up, Ryan, nine and three is definitely yeah. doable. I mean, it is a it's a favorable schedule. They do for them. Florida at Florida out of the East, but yeah, know. that's rough. But but you said the non conference. I'm going to name those three teams you you didn't uh, name. <laughs> wow, none of us can talk right now. <laughs> nice. Uh, too many names. UTSA, Rice, and Nichols. It's just three total gimme wins right there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. And then you've also got even in in the SEC, you got the two Mississippi schools. You got Arkansas. Nine wins is is doable for sure. So exactly the answer is yes, and ten wins. I mean, if you get lucky, I, I'd bet against it, but it's possible. Yeah. All right, here. Let's see where are we are. Uh, another Instagram from uh, at underscore samurai underscore zach. Uh, this one's intended towards Michael Pac twelve guy. Will Larry Scott get fired? Golly gee, Michael hope so. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this seems like a question not really for Michael, but for for Bruce. Um, 
but unfortunately Bruce is not here. So I'll have to answer it. Um, he's yeah, he's done a bad job. I think most people seem to agree with that. And his contract is up in 2022. But the speculation is that they need to make a decision relatively soon, much before that, if he's going to be the guy moving forward, because they need to, you know, start strategizing and negotiating for the next media rights deal, which there are rights deals in are expire in, in 2024. But apparently you need a couple years before that to, yeah. to get started. So Pac-12 long- is just in such a tough spot just because of the East Coast, you know, viewing times. And it's just, you know, there are games that start at... I don't, I mean, I think it's a lot of it, though, is just the timing. Larry Scott's also had poor timing where if USC was humming like they normally were, if UCLA was a little bit better picking up the slack... And if Oregon's if, trying to do yeah. their piece, but the Pac-12 network disaster hadn't yeah. happened, you know, True. yeah, that 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 backfired. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But um, I guess if I had to just, it's a guess. I'll say that they they do replace him because they want somebody else to uh, to make a better deal next time, and they'll maybe sometime this year start transitioning the next guy. I don't know. I'm not Bruce Feldman. I I don't know. I'm sorry. But the point is, you do want him to go. Right. Sure. Why not? He's done a bad job. So, yep. All right. The next one we got from Instagram is from at Clinton Jonathan, and he's asking about the Razorbacks and in particular thoughts on this year's Razorback recruits. So I'm glad you asked because this is something I probably wouldn't have looked at in depth uh, had I not been asked this. But you look at it, they had the 30th ranked recruiting class, which doesn't really sound bad considering where the Razorbacks have been in terms of on-field success recently, but unfortunately it's 11th in the SEC. And it's worse than Chad Morris was doing. Not that Morris was there forever. <laughs> no, but... uh <laughs> it's two years. But as far as some of the players, I really like Miles Slusher. He's a four-star safety. Nebraska was in on him. Uh, seems like a guy that could have an impact early, especially since he's an early enrollee. Uh, I also see that they really addressed the pass rush. They got a, D- a Juco DN and Julius Coates. Uh, linebacker was a position of need. They they signed six of them. Wow. Uh, another thing I like is their their quarterback that they got, Malik Hornsby. He's a four-star dual threat. And the good thing for him is he'll be able to watch and maybe even push their you know the big transfer, Felipe Franks, that they got. And then, and then the last thing I'll bring up is another transfer. It, they got Xavier Kelly on the D line from Clemson. He didn't quite live out, live up to the hype coming out of high school, but he still played in 29 games for Clemson. Clemson, so that's that's yeah, he's that no slouch. Yeah, no, that was that was important. They needed D line there. So between some transfers and and some of the recruits they got, there's there's some hope. Yeah, and the other thing to consider with this class is it's a, a transition class, right? It's you got yeah. a, a new head coach, so getting thirtieth, I think, is is very yeah, good. Late you, start, so it's next year should be they need to do better than thirty, obviously. Yeah, and I think they will. Yeah, I, I do too. Okay, that'll do it. Those are all our questions for part one of Ask the Bros. We are going to be back in a couple of days with part two. Again, it's. No college football content, essentially, I think. I, there might be one or two in there, but uh, yeah, it's going to be some nonsense. So we hope you enjoy. We hope you join us then. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, 
Like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.